Bill, Vanessa, I'm uh, absolutely delighted to meet you. Um, you're based in Costa Rica. Actually, no, Vanessa, you are. Bill, you're where? I'm in Tampa, Florida right now. But I'm, because I was up here working shows and uh, representing Bill Beers Costa Rica when the virus hit, and we became isolated, and we're still here. Know when you might get back to Costa Rica? I would like to, but we have more shows coming up that we have to work. We'll be at the Dima show in November. It seems like that the majority of our shows that we were supposed to work uh, got canceled. And uh, so the, right now, the next one we're scheduled for is the Dima show and we'll be in Las Vegas in November. Right. I've just been looking at your website, Costa Rica. Um, I've never been there. I've been to Panama, not Costa Rica, but it looks an amazing country to be in. I mean, the two coastlines, Atlantic, Pacific, all the rainforests. Um, you describe yourselves uh, as tour operators that cover diving, but you must cover a whole lot of other things as well. Yes, we do. Well, we started out uh, the diving in 1970 because there was no diving in Costa Rica. So I had the, I was the first diver there, the first instructor, and we started diving out of dugout canoes. There was no dive shop and no compressors, no tanks. So I had to take them down from Miami. So we started in 1970. And then as we started diving, people started coming down and they wanted to do more things. So in 1978, we hooked up with a friend of mine for whitewater river rafting. So we added that to our program. And then in 1985, we added zip lines. And, uh, and one thing led to another. And now we have a full-blown adventure company that we operate throughout the country. And particularly for divers, we do all the mainland pre and post tours for the Cocos Islands liveaboard boats. So we do that in Costa Rica. We, we deliver to the boats or we pick them up the boats or the hotels in San Jose and take them on three or four or five days around the country so they can en enjoy this beautiful country like we do. So that's worked out pretty well for us. Uh, that, it sounds stunning. And once again, looking at your website, the locations look quite incredible. So taking, taking Atlantic side or Pacific side, um, you've got a favorite between those two? I mean, I would imagine the Pacific, Pacific side has got more wildlife and, and more dramatic diving. Would that be right? Yes. Well, we started out on the Atlantic side in 1970, and uh, the diving there is good when it's good, but when it rains and the mountains are pretty close to the beach, it silts up, and uh, so you get pretty poor visibility for a couple of days. So we decided by checking out the Pacific that it was, it was a better place. We don't have any runoff there. And uh, we're able to dive 365 days a year on the Pacific side. And then there's a lot more marine life there. And, and the big critters, you know, we get the whale sharks and the humpback whales and the giant Pacific manta rays. We got big bull sharks over there that, you know, be uh, 12, 14 feet in length. And we get sailfish and marlin. So the marine life on the Pacific is far more profuse than the Atlantic side. And so we, 
we try to direct all of our divers over the Pacific side. And that's where the, the better infrastructure is and, and the, the bigger and better resorts for that cater to divers. That, and we work with all the resorts over there. So we're, we're not married to any particular one. It's just what is best for our clients. That's where we put them. And then we operate the diving for them and the adventure tours. Beautiful. Hey, with, it, with the cetaceans that are going up, uh, do you get opportunities to snorkel with them or anything, or is it just watching them boats go by? You can snorkel with them. Most of the time, you see the humpback whales from the boat. It's usually on the surface interval. We're going from one dive site to the other, and we pass by the humpback whales. And we jump in with them occasionally, and uh, the same as manta rays. We see manta rays on, on the dive site, particularly the Catalina Islands is where we get the schooling manta rays. But if we're going out to the Bad Islands or one of our long-range dive sites and we see them, we're, you always keep your mask and, and fins close by because, I mean, we jump in before the boat even stops. So he, we're, we're in the water, you know. So we do snorkel with them, yes. And then our, we have snorkeling for families too, but uh, that's like on our sunset cruises in the afternoon. We always put in an hour, hour and a half of snorkeling, and we have some really great sights, and that's before the sun sets. So it, it's a gorgeous opportunity. Uh, I, I, I'm just dreaming of it now as you're talking. So it sounds beautiful. Are there many other tour operators or boats? Uh, when you're going out, when you're diving, do you have to contest in any way for dive sites, or is it pretty um, pretty well controlled? Well, we have about 41 local dive sites that we use, and uh, we discovered all of them. We named them all, and uh, then we have a mid-range uh, dive at the Catalina Islands called Isla de Cana. Uh, Catalina, and then we have the Marcellagos, which is called the Bat Islands, and that's our long-range dive. That's about 30 miles offshore, and that's where we have the big bull sharks, and our uh, it's a cleaning station, and uh, we've been diving with them for about 45 years now, and they're beautiful, and we have some really large ones out there, but we have other dive sites there, too, that have a tremendous amount of marine life, and We've had photographers come down from different dive magazines and we take them to our dive sites out there and they say that they have never seen more different species of fish on a dive site in all their careers. So we've got some outstanding places uh, in Costa Rica to dive. Actually, how long have you been diving? Uh, and Vanessa too, I, I assume you dive. Yeah. Um, yeah, so. How long? Exactly. I, I, I don't know as many year, years of diving as Bill, but I've been diving since I got my certification when I was about 18 in the um, California. I originally from California and um, I headed down to Costa Rica in um, 2001. Um, we originally started a whitewater rafting business and um, then it kind of morphed into to everything else. And so now we're uh, 
as well as the dive industry. So yeah, I've been diving for, for quite a few years now, uh, over 25 years, and um, it's, it's beautiful. As, as Bill says, the, the waters here on the Pacific side are just teeming with marine life. And that's really the draw and makes it um, one of the most unique um, locations in Central America for diving as well. So uh, you see a lot when you're down there. So, so that 25 years, has that all been in Costa Rica? Pretty much. Um, I did a little bit of working with um, some travel companies doing some touring with groups through Central America. So bringing groups down from Mexico uh, or from Mexico down to Central America. So I did a little bit of traveling in there as well. But most of the time has been here in Costa Rica. Yes. Both of you get to go out with your 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 groups uh, or are you pretty well office bound during the seasons? It's, that's the unfortunate part. You know, I came to Costa Rica thinking, wow, it's going to be amazing. I'll, I'll spend my days in the rainforest or diving, but it does involve a little bit of office work as well. So I often find myself more in the office than I, I would like to get out, but I try to do so as much as possible. Um, as well, I've got two young kids. I'm hoping to get um, my 12-year-old certified as soon as possible, so we'll be able to explore a little bit more um, as a family as well uh, in the near future. Was I seeing on uh, your website that you have um, a dive shop as well where you train people? Is that right? Yes, we certify divers. Uh, we all mostly give a patent certification, but we can we can certify the in, for any agency. But uh, yeah, we get a lot of people come down on their honeymoon and get certified while they're down, and a lot of families come down and get their children certified when they're 10 years old and uh, we have sometimes we've had three generations that we certify on at one time and so it's really because there's some good calm safe diving for people that want to learn how to dive and, and what a great place like Costa Rica I mean you're diving you learn to dive in the Pacific Ocean of Costa Rica that's just really something amazing and something that you can brag about. So how many, how many people do you actually uh, get per year, roughly? I, I couldn't understand you broke up on me, but... Oh, uh, sorry. So uh, how, many, how many people diving do you get each year? Uh, just a rough idea. Well, probably 12 to 1,500, probably something like that, Yeah. It depends. You know, we get a lot of the groups down there, and uh, most of our groups now run about 16 or 18, possibly 20. Back in the old days when uh, Costa Rica was a really new destination, we used to get larger groups of, of 40. But we have had, uh, and actually Vanessa had on one, there was uh, probably 120 divers in, in, one, in one group. So, But we can do that. We can handle two divers up to 200 divers which we did with NAMS. We actually, we had 174 with the NAMS summit down there. And uh, we, we have the boats, we have the tanks, we have the equipment. So as they, as they say, no groups too small or no groups too large for us to handle. But uh, to get back to the snorkeling, one thing I did want to mention is uh, when the humpback whales are there, which we get two migrations a year, they're usually accompanied by pilot whales and orcas so it's it's 
usually you'll see an orca or a pilot whale, it's a school of pilot whales accompanying the uh, humpback whales. And you can easily jump in with those. Actually, last week I got some video from there and the, the, the diving was just unbelievably good. They had manta rays, they had two whale sharks on the bad islands and uh, they had the, the pilot whales and the humpback whales and, and manta rays. This is all, and big bull sharks again. So this, this was all last week. It was just absolutely amazing. <laughs> you look like two people that enjoy your job very, um, a great deal. <laughs> oh, we do. I, I know Vanessa loves it, and I do too. <laughs> I do. You know, each, each day is different here in Costa Rica, and there's, there's so much to see below and above the surface. That's what really makes Costa Rica a unique destination. Um, it's great for divers, non-divers, um, and people who really want to have a complete um, trip, not only diving, but also see so many land-based wonders here in Costa Rica. It's really an amazing country. The people are so friendly, so warm, um, and it keeps people coming back year after year. So. Actually, where do those people come from? Where's, where's your uh, main demographic? Where they, uh, I assume North America? Yeah, I'll jump in here. Um, so, yeah, our, our main base is um, for clients is the U.S. and Canadians um, that come down. Um, that's year-round. We get a lot of influx also during the um, U.S. and Canadian winter months. They're escape, escaping the cold and want some warm tropical weather. So that we see quite a good influx then. Um, Towards maybe uh, the U.S. summer months, I'm sorry, the, yeah, the U.S. summer months, um, June, July, and August, we also get a lot of Europeans, and we're seeing a lot more as we see more and more direct flights um, coming from Spain, the U.K., uh, France, Germany. So uh, over the past few years, we've seen quite a few more um, European, international clients as well that come in as those flights are, more direct flights are be, being added um, all the time. So that's been a great help and really opened up the market quite a bit. Have you managed to stay open at all during COVID or has it been complete lockdown for you? Yeah, we have, Costa Rica has, it has remained open. Um, obviously from March till about um, August 1st, um, our borders were closed and our land borders still remain closed. However, our aerial um, arriving by plane is, is um, an option as of August 1st. As of November 1st, from August 1st to November 1st, we had a tiered opening. And as of November 1st, we're completely open to all travelers um, around the world. So uh, Costa Rica's got a lot of great protocols intact, and um, we're doing a really great job of keeping our numbers uh, low. And um, it's it's been it's been helpful in starting to restart tourism here in Costa Rica. So as of November first, yes, all visitors welcome. Looking at uh, those amazing coastlines you've got, um, I wonder about protection, conservation of both the coastlines and the reefs and the seas beyond. Uh, what kind of marine conservation programs are in place at the moment? Yeah, I'll, I'll go ahead and jump on this one. So um, Costa Rica is 
one of the conservation leaders worldwide, and it does a wonderful job at protecting its wild areas. Right now, it's got about 25% of its land um, known for its great wildlife and landscapes um, protected. Um, it's a global leader in ecotourism, and it's got a um, lot of support for conservation and reforestation actions. Um, what we do see is a little bit lag behind marine conservation. There's quite a few programs in country that are working tirelessly to um, bridge that gap uh, between land conservation as well as marine conservation, and they're doing a great job. Uh, but it's crucial as ever for support for those local on the ground uh, organizations to keep them functioning and um, keep Costa Rica in a forward motion forward motion towards a healthier country. Uh, one of the organizations that's doing a great job is called CREMA. Uh, it's the Centro de Rescate de Especies Marinas Amenazadas. Uh, this organization does a great job. It's a nonprofit. It was formed in 2012. Um, and its focus is marine conservation and also research and organization. It's a resource organization as well. Some of their projects include um, stingray and turtle monitoring in the Cabo Blanco Natural Reserve in the Nicoya Peninsula. It also offers a lot of support um, for sustainable fishing practices as well. Uh, they also have a campaign called Sharks Live, which is against shark finning in Costa Rica. Um, they have gathered about 80,000 petitions urging the government to um, be more involved in this practice as well. Um, and just collecting data about sharks as well in the area and turtles. Um, so they've got a lot of programs going uh, throughout the country and especially on the Pacific side. So they're a really great organization and conservation effort. There's a lot of other organizations that also focus on um, saving the turtles as well. Uh, turtle conservation, both on both coasts, not only in Tortuguero, but on the Pacific side as well, where we've got two major nesting um, sites. Um, organizations like Save the Turtles, ASTOP, which is the Association for Sadama de Tortugas in Paraismizna, um, and uh, as well as other small organizations as well, really joining forces to, um, uh, for turtle conservation in Costa Rica. Um, the Marine Conservation Costa Rica uh, program out of CAPOS is also a nonprofit um, focused mostly on the Pacific, Central Pacific area, um, working towards um, education and action. Also, they have a reef restoration uh, courses and internships available as well. And then there's a lot of um, land-based conservation efforts as well, things like TT conservation, um, which is focused on the TT monkeys and a lot of specialties throughout the country. So there's a lot of um, conservation efforts, a lot of grassroots organizations that are really doing a great job, uh, again, to really uh, stay in line with Costa Rica's reputation for being an ecotourism uh, leader. And these groups, are they getting a lot of support from local people and government? Yes and no. Um, they work with the local government authorities and um, there's definitely a, a mindset of creating a team between government forces as well as grassroots organizations. There's a lot of work to be done. 
Um, it's not perfect. And a lot of the regulations that are put in place sometimes, um, not all, but sometimes go um, unenforced. So it's really um, working daily on a daily basis with the government organizations to make sure that regulations are enforced and we're all on the same page of moving forward as well. Yes, so important, so important. It's great to hear so much is happening. That, that, that's fantastic. Bill, for the, for, for the years that you've been diving there, have you noticed very much difference from when you first went to now in, in the uh, marine world? I have. I think that uh, due to what we did in the private sector, that the marine life has, has grown tremendously. And uh, but I can tell you the story. When we first started over there on the Pacific side, and probably around 1975, uh, there were some people doing tropical fish collecting, and all the lo there was no second stages or, or regulators, so they were free diving and using quinoline to stun the, the tropical fish, and they would capture them into seahorses and things. And uh, so I had no dive masters, I had no instructors over. There. I mean, I was right by myself, and so. I got to know some of the local divers and, and I convinced them that if we just started showing those tropical fish to the tourists, that we could show them over and over again and uh, make more money that way. So they got into my program and uh, I built the first dive boat in Costa Rica and, and in Punta Arenas and took it up there. And uh, the cat, I hired a captain and uh, who knew the waters. He was a fisherman. And by the way, I, I dove with his grandson last year, who is now a petty instructor. And uh, so we started training the local divers how to guide and, and take people diving and show them the fish and, uh, and handle them and set up equipment. They didn't know how to set up equipment, of course. And we had to teach because we get equipment from all over the world. And so you have to know all about equipment from different countries. And uh, so we taught them how to do that. And we, we virtually eliminated the tropical fish, fish collecting. And uh, the guy that used to buy the tropical fish disappeared and never came back. And to this day, we have a lot of tropical fish, as you can imagine. So that's one thing that's improved. And of course, where you have small fish, you automatically have big fish and they keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And uh, that's what happened to us. So around the, the volcanic pinnacles and, and the rocks and the islands, we have just a tremendous amount of marine life now. And it just keeps growing. And uh, because no one's taken it. So we, we'll feel, feel, but we're in the third and fourth generations now. People have restarted training that, uh, that are working in diving and, and showing tourists around. And some of them are, are guides in the rainforest and different things. But the whole family is like in Plano Coco. They, the majority of the people there make their living to concern with diving and tourism. And uh, so we did a good thing there. And uh, we're, we're very proud of that. Yeah, so you should be. It's just wonderful to hear. Um, I, and I think on that very happy note, <laughs> I'll thank you very much for, for talking to us. And um, good luck with the coming year. I uh, hope COVID lets people come down and, and see your fantastic diving. 
Well, I, yeah, you, you got cut off again, but what was the last thing? Oh, uh, I just said, uh, hope next, I hope this year works out well for the diving and people coming to visit. Oh, I hope so too. I think that, uh, I think it's going to increase now that the virus is going down a little bit. And, and we're getting direct flights from Gatwick and Frankfurt and Madrid and Zurich. And we have so many direct flights, uh, nonstop flights going to Costa Rica now that it's so easy to get there. And uh, we're particularly happy about the UK having direct flights. And uh, because we, we get a lot of it, nice people come down and dive with us and tour with us from the UK. <laughs> that's great i hope i'm one of them one day well look <laughs> thank you again and um i'll wind it up there and say goodbye well thank, thank you, you very much oh, it's you. a pleasure to meet you we really appreciate the opportunity it's very uh, nice thank you thank you bill vanessa bye